Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Yo, man, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Totally. I'm Chris McQueen. Just winners, as usual, is on my left. Check it out, man. What up? Justin's ignoring me. He's not a fan of this 80s accent that I have donned in honor of the movies that we saw this week. Who said an 80s accent? Yo, it's like Total Surfer, dude. Uh, I didn't know that was an inherently 80s accent. Well, I'm sorry. I think that was around before the 80s. uh, The title of one of the movies is Rad, and that was going to be my next word. Rad, man. Okay. To... Spectacular. Are you like a Ninja Turtle now? <laughs> Michelangelo, man. <laughs> I might be. We saw Rad and uh, Gleaming the Cube, which the latter I've never heard of. Sounds, sounds like a Valley Boy accent you got going on there. Like, Not necessarily oh 80s. Could be 70s or 90s or today. Really? Because I haven't heard anybody talk like that except for the 80s. Just well, me? Maybe. You also don't venture much outside of a bubble. so <laughs> You're right. I'm like a hermit except in a bubble. I'm a bubble hermit. Just oh live God. by myself. I mean, I'm from North Carolina, and when I moved out here and then started dating Chrissy, I would find out that she's been, like, nowhere outside of... Even places in L.A. that most people have been. Like where? Huh? Like where? Oh, like down at the beach. Like I, There's been several I've places. I've been to the beach. Many times. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there's several different places that I was, uh, I was surprised that you came to. Have you ever been camping at the beach? No. Um, I have. Yes, I have. Here in LA? Yeah. With whom? Huh? With whom? With someone not you. Before you. <gasps> oh, really? When I used to actually go to the beach with someone who like actually liked the beach. That was not nice. <laughs> who went to the beach with like... A bathing suit on instead of like <laughs> jeans. My feelings are hurt, y'all. <laughs> oh, you know I love you. That was not nice. <laughs> they need to make like some jean, like a jean bathing suit. <laughs> so moving on to the movies, let's talk about Rad. Let's talk about it being Labor Day weekend. Not in the context of the movie, but just because? No, I mean, Labor Day weekend is all about getting out and testing the tube-tacular waves and talking like somebody from the 80s. And getting in a bathing suit? I'm sure it is. (laughs) And getting in your jeans. All right. And, And... and gleam in the cube. Happy Labor Day. <laughs> nah, right. both of these movies. All right, both of these movies are two movies that um, were kind of special to me when I was a little kid. So why? Why? Um, well, both of them kind of uh, revolved around two things that I liked when I was of like elementary school slash middle school age, which was. Riding on your bike and skateboarding and solving murders. <laughs> I told you you were Encyclopedia Brown, but nobody listens to me. The Encyclopedia Brown of skateboarding. Were you particularly good at skateboarding or BMX riding? Um, I, w- I wouldn't call like BMX riding like you see in the movie Rat. Well, in terms of like competition sports, but like. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you watch this movie and you were like, I could do that. Hopefully I can, you know. Were you good at any competition sports? <laughs> what? No, I was terrible at all competition sports. No, it's a valid question. You were like, oh, I didn't do co- competition sports. That's what I was asking. Um, 
I was uh, I was reasonably average at a lot of competition sports. Reasonably average. I hope that they put that on your trophy at the end of the school year when you won something. They're like, this kid gets MVP. This person gets salutatorian. This person gets reasonably average. Well, you know. That must be Justin. At least you got a trophy, I guess. That's true. But no, I, I, I was the kind of kid that liked to try try everything pretty much. Got it. So I was like reasonably average at a lot of things and not spectacular at anything. I was too, and that always bothered me as a kid. I'm like, Mom, it sucks. I'm pretty good at everything. And she's like, really? Really, Kristen? You're pretty good at everything and that sucks? I'm like, no, because I'd rather be really, 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 really good at just one thing. I don't agree. I like to try everything. I like to try everything, but I wanted to be like the Mozart of soccer. Mozart of soccer? Like a child prodigy. Like, really good. Like, I just have to put on my shin guards and cleats and just be like, well, bam! I just imagine Mozart playing soccer. <laughs> <laughs> to Mozart, you know. But you know what I mean? Like, as opposed to where I try it, and they're like, oh, she's not bad. And then I try, like, choir, and they're like, she's pretty good. And then I dance, and they were like, oh, she can go across the stage. Like, I wasn't ever, like, the best at anything. It pissed me off. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. I was a pretty good roller skater, actually. There you go. So were you, though. I was reasonably average. <laughs> no, I was... No, just... you were better than reasonably average at that. So was I. This is what, what we have in common. <laughs> we should... That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. More than reasonably average <laughs> roller skaters in love. <laughs> They should make a movie about us. We have Rad, we have Gleaming the Cube, and what? What? And what would then be the name of our movie? If we have Rad, Gleaming the Cube, and knowing our talent and connection, what would ours be? It would be, uh... I don't know. Love Under couple the Disco Ball? Couple Skate Forever. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good one. Couple Skate Forever with a capital, not capital, but number four. Yeah, we went to we went roller skating for like the first time in forever. Was the last month? Yeah. And they actually had a, a a couple skate thing. And we held hands. And there was like these kids that weren't holding hands, and I was like, "Guys, what are you doing? It's couple skate time." I kind of felt upset about it actually, because when I was younger, like a twelve year old, I'd go. Well, I can't, either I can't do the couple skate or I have to go with my friend and, like, we have to hold hands. Which I did. I played by the couple skate rules. <laughs> you were like the couple skate police. I was looking at these guards, the referees, and I was like, dude, floor guard, what are you doing? Why aren't you getting these rugrats off? And they were just like, duh, 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 duh. So, yeah. Let's talk about Rad. Rad, man. Don't use that voice when I you talk about Rad. It. Um, Okay. What's Rad about, Chris? Rad is about um, a whole bunch of professional BMX riders coming to a small town to compete in this, um, like, hellish course. It's called Hell Track. Yeah, it's called Hell Track, and it's, like, the ultimate of BMX, you know, courses. I don't know what else you call it. Cor track, course, whatever. Yeah, sure. Thank you. And um, some of the small town people are kind of upset because they're like, we have some really good BMX riders in our little town and they should be allowed to compete. And then the people are, who run the race are corporate assholes and they're kind of like, we don't really want to do that. But okay, if it engenders goodwill, it gives us money somehow. So they allow people to compete and then they start changing the rules once this one guy's really good at it. And they're like, all right, you can win the money, but that's it. You can't qualify to actually do the hell course track. And then he meets Lori Laughlin. <laughs> I love when I ask you what it's about instead of being like, you know, it's about, it's like a, a, you know, underdog story about a kid who races BMX bikes. No, you have to tell the entire <laughs> plot. Unless I stop you, you'll, you'll tell exactly what happens in the you end. You didn't stop me and I didn't tell what happens in the end. I just said, and then he meets Lori Laughlin. <laughs> That's the, how I ended it. The end. <laughs> There's a lot more, but that's it for now. That's, that's a pretty good intro. You know what goes on. Okay. Did you... What was your knowledge of, of Red before you watched that it? That you really, really liked it. And every time anything came up about it, it was like, you were like, dude, Red! And you got super excited. And all I knew was this red logo in like the 80s, like, we're going to write a crazy font and then like a bike. Do you know what I discovered this week? What? 
I had red on VHS, but now I can't find it. <gasps> Did somebody steal it? You gave it to me. I gave it to you. When we were early on dating and you decided you were getting rid of your VCR, you gave me like a huge bag of a whole bunch of VHSs and you were like, all right, since I'm getting rid of my VHS and you still have one, watch these. And I was like, okay. I didn't give you rad on VHS. You gave me rad because I was like, what the hell is this? Where is it? So you lost it. You gave it to that's, me. That's that's a great way to do yourself. To I me. was like twenty one. You were like, here's a, here's a VHS of a movie you've never seen from nineteen eighty six. I don't think so. I think it was because I remember putting it on on the bookshelf in this apartment. In this, we don't have any VHSs left in this apartment. Well, that's not true. There's a couple in there, but. Oh. It was one that I specifically, I specifically hoarder. Yeah, all three of those VHSs. We can't play them. What are you doing? This that is the uh, definition of hoarding. This apartment is well, well, dude. Here's the thing: Rad is not even legally on DVD. Why? It's, it's one of those things that's only on VHS, and it's like sold for like fifty bucks or something well, on that's eBay. That's weird, man. It's a cult classic. Uh, apparently. No, I'm serious. I'm not... No, I believe you. Anyway. Why is it called Rad? Why? Yeah. Because it's a rad movie. Oh. Rad Racing. That's oh, the name okay. of the, um, you know, the, the point where they have to raise money for him to be in the actual Hell Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah. They start making shirts with Rad Racing on it. Here's my question. Yeah. Why do they call all of the other competitors the professional BMXers? Like, from their factories. I don't understand the factory thing. And you tried explaining it to me while we were watching, but I still don't get it. Explain for everyone in the audience. It's like, who makes the bikes? Who sponsors? Don't people, like, in machines make the bikes? Like, Chevy makes a car, so Huffy makes a bike. It's like NASCAR. You see who they're sponsored by? Okay, well, then I can't explain it to you if you don't understand that. Who, it's who makes the bikes, who sponsors the rider. That's the factory. But the way that Lori Laughlin talked about her factory, like, I thought she actually was in the factory making the bike. <laughs> oh, she wasn't. She was She was out on the road riding the bike. No. She wasn't in, like, a sweatshop making the bikes. <laughs> I really, well, I thought that was, like, her day job. I was like, she's... <laughs> Back at the Lori Laughlin factory, all these Lori Laughlin's sweating away making these bikes. No, because she said, she's like, my, my, my factory is Huffy. And I was like, okay, so she in that nine to five is in the factory making Huffy bikes. And then after five, she learns how to ride them really, really well. <laughs> Working nine to five. And after five, I go ride the bikes that I make in the factory. You know, sponsored by four. Okay. That's really what I thought, and I was like, nobody's explaining this. I explained it during the movie. Apparently not well enough. Oh, God. Chrissy's, watching some movies with Chrissy is like watching a movie with a four-year-old, because she'll ask a question that will take, like, ten minutes to explain to her, but what happens is, she just totally dovetails from even paying attention to what's going on on the screen, so it's just like a, a constant, so she'll, be, so she'll ask that question, you'll try to explain it. And then she'd be like, so what's going on now? I'd be like, well, I was explaining that last question to you. And then you stopped taking attention to what was Two going things. on. Two things. A, it's called pause. And B, did you say I ducktail from something? Dovetailed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, ducktail. <laughs> That's what I was like. <laughs> At that point, Chrissy jumped into her large silo of golden coins. <laughs> no. If, if, if oh, I answered man. every single question that you had during a movie, each movie would take four hours to watch. I just want you to know that I'm paying attention. Half the time I'm asking questions just so you know I'm paying attention. So wait, they're not even legitimate questions? Sometimes no. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just like, well, I don't want him to think that I'm falling asleep, so I better ask something. I want to get some of those huge 70s-style headphones and just cover my ears with them. Well, then I, but then there's a problem with that. Then I won't... Then you'll fall asleep and I won't hear you. Exactly. I was going to say, then I won't feel the need to, like, ask you questions to stay awake. It'll just be like, well, he's not paying attention. (laughs) I'm the one that should be falling... Like, it's exhausting just, like, answering all these questions. You're right. It's so exhausting talking about how Lori Laughlin slaves away in the factory and she's the one slaving. 
How would you... I just don't understand how you would think that happened. Because they kept talking about their factories. Why don't they just say the company that sponsors me, the sponsors. <laughs> they keep saying they're factories. Like, they're factory workers. <sighs> Whatever. They make the bikes. I understand in that In the now. factory. <laughs> I thought they were a part of it. No. Okay. Obviously not. They're out racing the bikes. So this little small town of Cochrane... Happens to have um, a really good BMX rider by the name of Chris, who is also known as Crew. Crew Jones. How do you get Crew from Chris? No? You don't know? <laughs> well, I'm awake, just letting you know, asking questions. Anyway, he does some major stuff on here where I'm like, how does he learn how to do that? And it all, what the real. He learned it in the factory. <laughs> Let's just say he doesn't have a factory. He's like, I'm making all these bikes. I better learn how to do tricks. That's just it. He didn't have one. I know. He was like from the District 12 of Pan Am. Okay. So, <laughs> it really all came together for me. If Hunger Games involved BMX bikes, <laughs> it would have made it much more entertaining for, for me. It was pretty entertaining as it was. But anyway, um, it really all came together at the school dance where... Crew, oh, for dude. whatever reason. That, that, like I said before, we started watching it. The the dance, or I don't know if it's it's. I know it's at the school. I don't think it's legitimately a school dance as much as it is like a Hell Track sponsored dance for the town. I guess because there was like old people yeah, there. Yeah, there were people who were not teenagers there. There were the um, the bad guys in their like space costumes. Can you explain that to me, by the way? Because I was like, who are these people, and why are they dressed like they are? Nanu, Nanu guy. Morgan Mindy. <laughs> they really are. Well, they were twins, and they were, they're like, excuse me, I'm going to go into space now. But where did they come from? Where did they come from? Yeah. Space. Space factory? Space factory. <laughs> but no, that whole scene is like one of the best, and when I say best, funniest <laughs> dance scenes in all of film. I don't much. even know if it can qualify as a dance, to be honest with you. Well, because you got two parts. You got the whole the bad guys dance, which I don't, again, I don't know if that could be clarified as dance. Right. And then you have, you know, Crew Jones and Uncle Jesse's wife dancing on the bikes. Oh my god, can we talk about Uncle Jesse's wife for a second? Send me an angel. Is that why I had that song stuck in my head today? Oh, what the right hell is that? Oh. That's in the song. Yeah, he goes, send me your name. Dude, right any, anytime where you bounce on the, you know, the railing, that's... That's sick. That's rad. Here's a question for you. If uh, you okay. were going to slide down a railing or a banister... Uh-huh. Explain to me your body positioning without a bike. Just your body. Like, you're going to go slide down a railing of some, a staircase in front of the library. How do you do it? Position yourself. How do I do it? Yes. Depends on how steep, what the angle is. Relatively steep. Like that. Like when I was a kid or now? Both. Because <laughs> if now I, like, get on it, like, with both hands and just, like... Slowly slide down. Okay, okay, so then if you get on the rebuke. But if hands, I was a kid, I was just like, you just do it with your butt. You're like, Wee. So then here's my question. If assuming what you were just trying to tell me about both hands, uh-huh. are you trying to tell me that your stomach is touching? Oh yeah, because I'm I'm an old person. Now. Oh my god. I'm so glad that you said that without me asking you or trying to like tell you what to say. Because one time in front of a bowling alley, I decided I wanted to slide down the banister and I did it like that. And I to this day, I have not heard the end of it because I did it like that. And people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, sliding it down. And like, nobody does it like that. Were you trying to leave a snail trail on the railing? You should sit on your butt. And I was like, no, I'll fall off. What does this have to do with anything? You mentioned the rail tricks. <laughs> and that was my rail trick. That doesn't sound as much of a trick as an embarrassment. <laughs> How old were you? 26. <laughs> Wow. Well, this is why I asked you. I was like, well, wait a second. Let's discuss how you would slide down a rail of, you know, similarity and see what you said. And you said what I did. But you were going to talk about, um, is it Aunt Becky? Aunt Becky. You're like, okay. So what you're saying is 
Aunt Becky used to be a really good BMX rider, and she, like, Professor Lovacrew Jones, and then she just totally forgot all that for Uncle Jesse? Hey, I'd forget about him for Uncle Jesse, too. Dude, who wouldn't forget about him for Uncle Jesse? Uncle Jesse was hot. Uncle Jesse still is hot. I want to see, like, Crew Jones against Uncle Jesse in, like, a cool-off. Oh, Uncle Jesse wins. Are you kidding me? Why, because he's drummed with the Beach Boys? I know. All he used to do was, Crew like, Jones walk won in. a hill track. It doesn't matter. All Uncle Jesse used to do was walk in with his pants and the motorcycle, like, helmet under his arm and his perfect coiffure and his boots and just be like, Hey, shorty. Hey, shorty. That's what he called Michelle. Why did you do this? Hey, shorty. Because <laughs> he walks in and he's always like, play it cool. I don't know, but I do know that uh, when I was a kid, Lori Laughlin and this was like the most beautiful, the most beautiful girl in the world. I like it. You're very singing tonight. Here's what I don't understand about Lori Laughlin, and it's actually like a good thing to not understand. Why she doesn't age? Not only that, but she looks, I mean... It doesn't. She doesn't look like Demi Moore, where it looks like a different person. You know, you look at pictures from Demi Moore back then, and now you say both are beautiful, but they look like different people. Yeah. Lori Loughlin looks very similar to how she looked back then, just with different color hair. Maybe she has the Fountain of Youth somewhere at her house. I don't know how she does it. Like, sometimes I forget how old she is until you say, let's watch Rad, and then I go, when was this made? This came out in 86. That's crazy sauce. And see, the problem, okay, I, I understand it's not, you know, Sis and Kane, but... It's not? <laughs> you know, again, if Sis and Kane would involve BMX oh riding... Um, I haven't seen Sis and Kane. I understand that. Um... No, but with a movie like Rad and our second movie, Gleaming the Cube, both of these movies are kind of wrapped up so much in everything that happened around the time when I was watching the movies. Yeah. Like, kind of like a nostalgia uh, taco or burrito. <laughs> it just it just make, it makes watching the movie so much more of a positive experience. Where, you know, you're like, what? What is this? And I'm like... Yeah, rad. This is awesome. I, I remember, you know, watching this, uh, watching these movies on VHS, and then going and trying to recreate some of the tricks, but failing miserably. Is that why you created a ramp and went up and said, "I'll show you speed," and then crashed into the garage? Um, I can neither confirm or deny this. Hey, you guys, Justin created a little ramp when he was like all of seven, maybe. <laughs> And his parents and uncle or aunt, whatever, I see, his aunt, I find that the this is not fair because I grew up in a small podunk town in North Carolina <laughs> and we didn't have cool, like, you know, skateboarding parks or BMX park. Like, we saw a skateboarding, like, little park the other day here in California. We didn't have any of that stuff in North Carolina. We had to make our own ramps out of, you know, cardboard, boards, and bricks and. You know. I'm shocked that his parents let him do this because you see him like arranging it on his own. His dad is the camcorder out, and he's not even like filming Justin just to be like, "What are you doing, son?" He's just filming everything, and Justin <sighs> happens to be in the background setting up like a board. <laughs> You're like, "What is that boy in the background doing?" And then all of a sudden, he trains the camera on Justin, and kind of as if he's reading the audience's mind, says, "What are you doing?" And Justin's like, "Y'all say," with this very thick Southern accent back then, and goes all the way back, goes up the board, comes down. It's anticlimactic. And his grandpa's like, you ought to get some speed. And then you hear him in the distance, I'll show you speed. And then he gets up really close, flies off the ramp, and crashes into the garage. Are you, are you done? Yes. That was a great story. I know. You could have been in this movie. Now, here's my question. Did you do that before or after seeing Rad? Um, Probably after seeing Rad. <laughs> <laughs> Again... I just said that, you know, no, I would try to re... I even... And this is where this comes in. I even... Um, Rad could pretty much be called montages. Because there's yeah. at least seven montages in the movie. <laughs> That's true. Of, you know, cool songs uh, to people riding bikes. You're really into the soundtrack of this movie. Um, like this. I love that you have it queued up. So, I would like... 
I, I would actually take. I mean, obviously, I don't even think the soundtrack came out on like. I guess it would be cassette tape. Yeah. So I had to record it off the TV. <laughs> no, you did not. What else am I supposed to do? What'd you record it with? Like one of those recorder things. Like the ones with the red button where you hold it like this with two hands and you press the red button? Something like that. <laughs> so I like recorded all my favorite songs from Rad. And so we would use that, me and my brother, when we were trying our tricks out. We're like, oh, this, we're really getting into it. And then we'd crash and hurt ourselves. And then your mom be like, Justin, what are you doing out there? Are you hurting yourself again? Thunder in your heart and you're doing tricks on your huffy. You know, I never heard any of these songs in this movie until this. Gotta break the ice. Were they hits in real life or just in this movie? (laughs) I don't don't think, I think they were just hits in this movie. Oh, okay. Because you acted like the soundtrack is the best, it's the best, it's the bomb. And I was like... Well, again, I just told you why no, I liked I know, it so much. No, I know. I understand that. But, but they were in this movie, and I taped them to ride bikes to you. But the way you said it made me think that they were like hits, and I felt like, oh, wow, that's pretty egregious that I don't know what he's talking about. No, there were hits like, you know how you think of Center State? Yes, I do! <laughs> yeah. This movie was the center stage of my childhood. Come, baby, come, baby, come to me. And I'm speaking in Spanish. We do the tango. Yes. So, you you pretty much told what Red is about. What did you think of the movie yourself? I mean, let's face it. I'm not coming from the same place as you. This I didn't grow up with this. This isn't My Little Mermaid. This is... I love Little Mermaid, too. <laughs> but, like... That, like, I would watch right now, and I would be up acting it out in front of the TV like I did when I was six. Me too. Would you really? Yeah. Let's do it. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? I love that movie. I watched it ad nauseum. And I listened to that on cassette tape till I literally broke it. You didn't ride bikes when you were a kid? I didn't learn how to ride bike till I was seven and a half. Okay. That was when you were a kid. <laughs> Good. But- but also, I you know, I lived in the city. You know, where am I going to really ride it? Like, I mean, I rode... I don't know. On the road? On your... In the grass? We had grass? In your backyard? Yeah, I had a sand backyard. It was all sand. In... Yeah, exactly. So why'd you have a bike if you couldn't ride it anywhere? Um, when my mom was away, my dad would be like, let's drive... Uh, and he, by drive, he meant ride bikes, and I would follow him, and we would drive it around, the bikes around Van Nuys, like, to get ice cream, and then back, basically. Did you try to do, like, jumps? Oh, I was scared. Are you kidding me? No did way. Did you bounce on one tire? Yeah, I definitely did that, though. Did you flip, do a flippy thing? Oh, for sure. I was, like, the flippiest. Really? Yeah. That's rad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what? Pathological lying. Uh, yeah, so I didn't come from the same place as you, with the, obviously, with this background. I, it had its moments. That that gym scene with the weird bike-off, not dance-off, was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I love Lori Laughlin. I thought the final thing where they were actually complete, competing in the hell track was pretty good. Yeah. That was a pretty good sequence. Just the course was awesome. As a kid, I was like, where is this at? I hope they didn't... Tear this down. I want to visit it someday. Really? Where they like ride in the bowls and off a spoon and stuff. It was pretty fancy. Um, was like, this is like the honey I shrimp the kids track. <laughs> All of the sequences where there was actual bike riding or BMX tricks being done was great. Yes. Anything that didn't involve that, I was like, meh. Yeah, the, that's pretty much the six, seven montages. Yeah. And then other than that, I mean, there's not a lot of... Not a long plot or character development. Oh, it's an underdog movie. It's pretty much, you know. But Karate Kid is an underdog movie, and he has character development. Are you saying Crew Jones wasn't developed? He started well. off. He's, don't you remember the first? Mo- he, he delivered newspapers. That made me think of the video game. He was a paper boy, and I was like, oh, watch out. That trash can's going to be right in front of the mailbox. You're going to hit it before you hit the mailbox. Wow. It was a great video game. Hmm. <laughs> I don't care if this is a shallow observation of the movie Rad. Rad is a shallow movie. Not a shallow movie. What's deep about it? It's about one 
one kid's, uh-huh. you know, underdog story to triumph over the man. And when I say man, I mean factory man. <laughs> Each man had a factory of his own. You know what else is a is a is a underdog story? And then the and then the grandpa or the 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 alien from my favorite Martian uh, financed crews. BMX Red Racing Team. Did you see My Favorite Martian when you were a kid? No. It was on Nickelodeon, no? No. Oh. Okay. I mean, okay, underdog story. It was fun. It was campy. It was popcorn-y. Watch it for the montages. Basically, fast forward your VHS non-DVD through anything that isn't a montage. It's on YouTube. There you go. YouTube it. But yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it was a cult classic. It inspired, a, uh, you know, many, many, many kids to uh, aspire to be BMX riders or get out on their bike and I found that hilarious break their story. arm. I had never even heard of it, nor did I know anybody who had heard of it. I mean, because oh, no dude. one ever talked about it. I'm sure if you would have asked your, um, your male friends... Like, have you ever heard of the the movie Rad? They would be like, yes. Do you know what my male friends did with me? Makeup? Put they played Barbies. On... I'm not talking about those male friends. When I was seven, I didn't know the difference. Those were my male... <laughs> they, had, they had penises, so therefore they were boys. And I don't care what they did, as long as they wanted to play Barbies with me. There you go. But well, maybe they liked the, the Rad soundtrack. Or some of them took dance with me. Dude, you could do like a dance routine to thunder in your heart. Some of them sang with me. Dude, I was a nerd way back in the day. The more I think about this, this started early. There should be a a Broadway version of Rad. (laughs) I think that would be great. I don't know if they could do all that BMX stuff, though, on stage, which is the best part of the whole thing. Oh, it'd have to be like all like Lion King out, where it's just like like the puppets of the the riders. That would be hilarious. That could be like... Julie Taymor is rad. Or or just to make fun of it, to make it even campier, do um, like Jason Siegel and Forgetting About Sarah Marshall with puppets. Or how, like we saw Jurassic Park at UCB that one time. Yes. It would be like do that. Do it like that. <laughs> with one guy wearing a dinosaur mask walking around huffing at people. They just celebrated the 25th anniversary of Rad up in, uh, I think up in Canada. It was filmed up in Canada, so... It was, a, it was a huge thing 25 years ago. So, Does that make you feel old? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a man who slides down the banister with his stomach first. Dude, like I said, it depends on how what the angle of the banister I is. I know, I know. Like if it was the banister that, whatchamacallit, and Scott Pilgrim did the grind down and like killed himself, you have to slide down your stomach on that. Especially if it's like really slippery. I don't remember what you're talking about. Okay, let's move on to our next film, Gleaming the Cube. Another cult classic. Wait, am I supposed to give a grade for Rad? Give your grade for Rad. C+. C+. There you go. I mean, it's enjoyable. It's not bad. No. Okay, Gleaming the Cube. Needs to come out on Blu-ray. You know what's funny about Gleaming the Cube? What's funny about Gleaming the Cube? When you first told me the movies for this week, or or actually, let me be fair, you gave me like a choice of six, and I was like, I guess we'll do these, because you're really excited about them, and so I chose them. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought I would enjoy Rad more than Gleaming the Cube, if for no other reason, because you loved Rad and had such a huge spot in, it, uh, spot in your heart for it, and I don't really remember you very much, if ever, mentioning Gleaming the Cube. Um, no. I've been trying to get you to watch Gleaming the Cube for a while. Okay. Well, I don't remember that. So. Like many things you don't remember. Hey, but I remember your rad obsession, so that's something. Congrats. Thanks. High five. You remember something. That was patronizing. (laughs) Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that I therefore thought, oh, well, he loves rad, so I'm probably going to like this more. Mm -hmm. Not so much. Loved Gleaming the Cube. What? I really liked it. What? But it was great. What? Champion hilarious. Fun. Good action sequences. Christian Slater. What more do you want? Well, you know what? What? I'm on board with you. Woot woot. Yeah, I, lo- I love Gleaming the Cube as well. Do people still say woot woot or woot? Yeah, like woot monkey. Woot. What? Woot monkey. What's the woot monkey? They sell it on woot.com. You've been on woot.com. It's kind of like a... 
I'm not. It's kind of like a group pre-Groupon thing where they have like a special day. It's like Woot.com. Okay. This podcast not sponsored by Woot.com. <laughs> but if they want to sponsor us, more. Oh, 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 oh. But yes, uh, Gleaming the Cube, released in 1989. Another movie that revolved around a uh, very deep interest that I had as a kid. Skateboarding and solving murders. At the same time or separately? At the same time. See, now that's where it gets tricky for me. It's a little bit dicey. you got to learn how to be good on the skateboard first. And then I think separately you should probably take criminology. To put them together, that's a little bit hard. Well, Encyclopedia Brown didn't take a criminology <laughs> class before he started trying to solve, you know. Did you ever take criminology? No. I did. You did? I did in college. Okay. I learned one thing from it. The whole course, I learned one thing, at least that I can remember. Mm-hmm. More crimes are committed in the summer than the winter. You know why? It's hot outside. Yes. And in the winter, it's too cold. and People don't feel like doing crimes or robbing or murdering people when they're cold. That's literally why. Wow. Right? Sounds like you learned a lot from this class. I did. Thanks, guy who drove a Kia. But, uh, no, Christian Slater, star of Cleaning the Cube. I didn't realize how much I liked Christian Slater until this movie. What? I know. You watched Heathers, and that was another one you hadn't seen. Yeah. He was in a lot of movies around that time. Heathers, Cleaning the Cube, Pump Up the Volume, where he was just, like, angry against the man. He's angry against the man a lot. Is he angry against the man now? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know if he is now, but at least back then, in that period of time, he was... An angsty teenager. Angry against the man. Well, he played it well. He did play it well. Especially in Gleaming the Cube. Your your new favorite film. No, my favorite film. Let's take a quick second to acknowledge the 80s fashion. Because skaters, I don't know if it's just something about being a skater in general. But their fashion seems to never change. No matter what decade it is. 70s, 80s, 90s now. They all wear like baggy shirts, big shorts, socks rolled up, and like crazy unkempt hair. That's like the skater look. Except now, I think, with more tattoos. Hmm. And then when he when he changed, though, into a total preppy, he reminded me of uh, Zach Morris. I kept saying, I was like, look at him. He looks like Zach Morris with his hair and his sweater. Wow. I think it was a good time for men's fashions. I know that sounds stupid and crazy because we look at that now and we're like, seriously. I do. I think it was like a good time to be a good-looking man or kid. By kid, I mean teen. Okay. I was a good-looking kid. I know you were. I've seen pictures. <laughs> Back when I was Gleaming the Cube myself. I don't understand the title, Gleaming the Cube. I know that... Um, it's a nonsensical phrase that basically they ascribe in the movie as kind of like saying, you know, when you're in the zone, you know, you're not even think about it. You're, you're Gleaming the Cube. Who comes up with that, though? People who do pot. People who do pot. <laughs> yes. What? They come up with that phrase. You didn't see one person smoking pot in this movie. No, I know. But come on. In real life, if somebody told you that, I'm talking imagine, like, truly, you're at a party and somebody's like, you're gleaming the cube, man. You'd be like, and you are smoking something. What are you smoking? It's an overgeneralization, but. You wouldn't wonder if they were high if somebody told you you were gleaming the cube. No, I'd be like, you've seen the movie Gleaming the Cube with Christian Slater. That's <laughs> all right, a, all right. It's a great film. Okay, so... Let's, let's go up in an airplane and look for empty pools in Southern California's Orange County. Here's my question. I want you to synopsize this movie, because I did the last one. You always tease me for doing it too long. So I want you to give me an example how to properly tell our audience what a film is about. Go. Um, it's about Christian Slayer. He's this kid who loves skateboarding. You know, he's kind of a troubled kid. He's got a brother who's adopted who's Vietnamese, also in high school. And his brother is murdered. Why are you going to give away the whole plot, Justin? That's not the whole plot. I'm that's kidding. the first 15 minutes. I'm kidding. It's covered up as a suicide. So Christian Slater decides to take matter into his own hands and try to solve his adopted brother's murder while also skateboarding every now and then to music. Or all the time. What? 
like skateboarding is supposed to now and then all the time. Like I'm surprised he didn't even go to the bathroom like with his skateboard. No, at one point, you remember he turned totally prep and he's like, I don't even need the skateboard. I'm going to start dating my semi dating my dead adopted brother's girlfriend. But he wasn't doing it because he liked her. He was doing it to get information out of her and out of her family because he was sure that they had something, not her personally, but that the family had something to do with his. Well, she was also cute. It wasn't like she was like a underbridge troll or something. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know? He never voiced that. He never was like, you know, it's a good thing she's not an underbridge troll or something. You just have to look at her. She's cute. Okay. (laughs) What? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, basically the whole movie is about him trying to solve his adopted brother's murder. And in the process, he sees another murder happen that he can't prove because they've covered that up as well. And he himself is even suspected a couple of times by law enforcement for doing nefarious things because he's troubled, like you said. Yeah, he's troubled. And there's this one cop played by, uh... Stephen Bauer, who, uh... Likes to flick him behind the ear a lot. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole cop. He's a total asshole cop. Well, he's not a very good cop, because... <laughs> that, too. I don't know. As a kid, I was like, man, they must not be going having a lot of stuff going on in Orange County if this cop, you know, spends this much time on this case and, like, busting kids for... Riding their skateboards and anyway, pools. Like, that's also on the same beat as, you know, solving murders in Vietnam, Vietnamese part of the OC. Not only does he spend this much time on this case, he never actually solves it. <laughs> like, he just kind of, like, lets the kid do the, the the hard work and then follows him to the, you know, the gotcha at the end. Exactly. You know, I actually saw the actor, Stephen Bauer, who's... Most people know from Scarface, but of course, I knew him more from Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> anyway, I saw him at one of those, uh, like, conventions where the, they sell their autograph, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's kind of sad. It is sad. And I was like, should I go over and start geeking out about Gleaming the Cube? <laughs> you should have. What were you thinking? Oh, that's what I was thinking. And then I was like, nope, probably shouldn't do that. No, man. That's why I said, what were you thinking? Like, you should have done it. I know, but I didn't. I don't know. I I was scared. I was like, he probably wants people to just talk about Scarface or something else. Not this, you know, <laughs> Gleaming the Cube. Who wouldn't want to talk about Gleaming the Cube? I would be like, dude, you were such a terrible cop. What happened? Let's talk about that final police chase scene where you took off the door of the car accidentally. <laughs> backing up into traffic. Dude, uh, this movie... It's all, especially the last, like, 15 minutes with all that skateboarding, it's so good. <laughs> like, it's ridiculously good when you watch it. You're like, wow, this, this, like, I want the whole movie to be just just this. Like, can we expand this to be, like, a 90-minute long chase scene? Well, it was a great chase scene and an action scene. I mean, like, there were little accidents along the way, and you saw, I don't know how they did the stunt work on this, because this wasn't, like... You know, during the CGI boon of the night. Well, the the stunt guy, the coordinator of all the skate scenes, was one of um, was Stacy Peralta from the Z Boys from down Venice. That the means famous, nothing to me. The famous. There you go. Knowing your California history. Who? California. No, I know, but who are you talking about? Stacy Peralta. No. That's not the guy who works on our car, is it? <laughs> I, no. Okay. His name is Stacy too. Oh no! <laughs> that would have been awesome if if it was Stacy Broad. I'd be like every time going in to get my car done. Let's talk about gleaming the cube and those great stunts that you coordinated. <laughs> well, you're taking my car in tomorrow. You should do that. Be like, hey, Stacy. Hey, Stacy. My wife thinks you are the stunt coordinator in gleaming the cube. And he's like, actually, I was. What? <laughs> Mind blown. Maybe that's really his brother, Charlie, and it's really the same person, but they have two identities. One did Gleaming the Cube. The other fixes Toyotas. <laughs> hey, Stacy, I'm going to drop off my car to you so I can go Gleam the Cube. Hint, hint. Nod, nod. See what he says. You should try it. I guarantee you. It's not the, 
That's hilarious that you think he's, he, he he had anything to do with Glenn How Cameron. many guys are named Stacy in L.A.? Oh, there can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Just him. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. Okay, so back to Queen Let's talk about how the Vietnamese brother was adopted 11 years ago. And so, I mean, really, if you think about it, because he's like, what, 15, 16 when this is taking place? He has spent two-thirds of his, of his life in America, living with an American family, assimilated. Yes? Okay. I don't know. Well. I, I, I don't know the backstory of the character. Well, I mean, if he's been there with the same family for 11 years, isn't that to be assumed? He well, could have been... His family could have come over when he was born. He could have been in the States his whole life. Right. So then why do they feel the need to play, like, the Jungle El Norte music in the background every it, time it's they not see the, him? It's not the Jungle El Norte music. It's more like the um, the music from uh, The Karate Kid every time Yagi yeah. showed. No, but they use those, like, it's not a flute, but it's like these, like, and it's not a didgeridoo either. It's something in between a flute and didgeridoo. But it's like... Well, they have to signify when it's like just the OC near Disneyland or the OC where the Vietnamese population work. But they didn't just do it when they went to, like, Little Vietnam Town. They did it whenever he was on camera. His last name was Kelly, for God's sake. And, like, every time he showed up, they were like... Asian music. And I was like, I don't understand. He's basically an American who happened to have been born in Vietnam. Yes. Why did they do that? That was stupid. And then when he died, they gave him like a Vietnamese funeral and half the people there were Vietnamese. And I was like, he was adopted. But that was his heritage. When he, for five years. (laughs) Wow. They got a new one. Oh, man. <laughs> I Forget kid. his heritage. I kid, I kid. Well, come on. Forget his girlfriend. Forget his job. Wait a minute. Justin. Forget his girlfriend's dad who pretty much got him killed. I'm I, I'm half Canadian, but by all means, when I die, I don't want you to be like, oh, let's take her out back, and then we're going to go to an ice floe and, and send <laughs> her off. You've never even been to Canada. Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> Like, I'm American. You don't need to give me a Canadian send-off from putting me on an ice floe. Is that what they do in Canada? No. <laughs> they do in Alaska. It's close. That's what the Eskimos do. When you get old, they put you on an ice floe and send you out. That sounds cool. Well, not really, because you starve. Or a polar bear eats you. I don't think we have enough ice floes for everyone because of global warming. Right. So, so hence the polar bear eating you because you're the only food he has. You'll be on like a miniature ice floe because that's all that you can have. The polar bear like goes, ah, and eats you. The polar bears are almost extinct as well. You just have to sink to the bottom. That's so sad. Because there's thunder in your heart. Every move is like a lightning. Tony Hawk was in this movie. Tony Hawk is in this movie. He's also in one of my favorite scenes in the movie where he has to um, play chicken with the bad guy in his Pizza Hut delivery truck. That was amazing. Product placement for Pizza Pizza Hut, may I say. (laughs) It was great. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, Tony Hawk is working for Pizza Hut, driving the delivery truck around, and also helping make skateboards in his... Yeah, spare time. He's very young in this movie. But he was, I guess, already accomplished because in the very beginning they put a Tony Hawk sticker up on the roof of the car. It's true. I have, I had no, I don't really know the history. I didn't even know he was like around back then because he's still a popular <laughs> name now. You didn't think he was? You think he just like, <laughs> just like came out of thin air? No, but now he's like he was like in his. T- 30s or something? No, well, I've never seen him before. I've, I just Eminated. know his name. Hey, guys, Tony Hawk, instantly famous out of thin air. No, but I mean, like... I was never a kid <laughs> or a teenager. I just... No, listen, here's the thing. Because, like, you you don't see him, really. You only hear his name, and he does, like, all the video game stuff. That would be like finding out that George Foreman did something before making grills. <laughs> you mean he did something before making grills? Exactly. Wasn't he like a, an, 
a fencer or something? <laughs> That's funny, Chris. George Foreman, the famous fencer. Obviously, he was a boxer. But what are you talking about? I'm making a point. I don't understand your point. I'm, I'm done with it now. It's over. Point made. Um, so the only other uh, actor in this movie that I like more than Christian Slater, of course, and um, Tony Hawk is this guy. <laughs> Again, the last 15 minutes of this movie are, are my favorite the entire film. Okay. Because the um, the bad, like the older bad, like the main bad guy goes to... Um, Excuse me. Goes nose. to Christian Slater's... Uh, adopted brother's girlfriend's house kidnaps her puts her in a police car but he makes this like random (laughs) Vietnamese guy drive the police car I just this like random Vietnamese guy just like walking like just walking 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 getting my morning walk in and this guy's like here come here drive this police car drive her getaway car we're going to go on a law police chase, and this guy is going to skateboard after us, and then we're going to meet up with a bunch of other skateboard guys, and a guy in a pizza liver truck, and we're going to play chicken, and then, well, dude. may or may not be Tony Hawk. Here's what I don't understand. I thought the Vietnamese guy That would... poor guy, he was, like, so under pressure to no. drive, to, like, pretty much be a stunt car driver through this whole... Right, and he was terrible at it. Um, you assumed that he was just, like, walking down, you know, an Orange County block for his morning walk. <laughs> do, 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 do. I thought he actually worked for the guy. Like, he was hanging out, and the guy was like, you! You're here! Clock in! <laughs> they put him behind the wheel. Clock in? <laughs> well, because he worked for him. <laughs> put this on your time card. <laughs> do you have your punch, you have your time punch card? I know we're no, nowhere near the office, but... No, he might have, I just imagine he was just walking down the street. <laughs> if that's the case, that's even better. I really genuinely assume that he would, like, we'll have to check. for We'll have to check the tape. I think this is on YouTube as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't seen Gleaming the Cue as often as I've seen Rad. But. I thought he was the third guy that got away in the trifecta of guys who was chasing Christian Slater. And two of them got arrested, and then where they were like... We don't know what you're talking about. And then they were like, wah, wah, wah. And then they, like, talked about what they well, really did know. Well, the other he, guy got away. Well, then he would have been the bad guy. And he wouldn't have been crying as the other guy, like, forces him to drive the police car. Well, he might have been crying because he didn't know how the hell to drive. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure a police car is driven just like any old regular car. No, like, you and I are a team. But if you were like, drive the speedboat, I'd be like, I don't know speedboat even if i do not work for you but you know like i'm with you that's because your suv is dri- is not driven like a speedboat <laughs> exactly it's driven like an suv a regular car i don't think that a police a- car is driven like a regular car it's I don't just think got so. like he lights on the top. It and he didn't know how to use the lights and the windshield wipers were going on it was very comical maybe that's why he was walking down the street because <laughs> he didn't have a license <laughs> anyway so <laughs> like <laughs> So, this last 15 minutes um, pretty much features uh, Christian Slayer's character's ability ability to hold on to different cars and stuff while he's skateboarding, which is something that really entered my brain uh, during uh, Back to Future, which is my favorite movie of all time. So, that came, when that came out, I was just like, oh my god. I was like, <laughs> I was the kid that they pretty much made those videos. Don't do this because I was like, oh my gosh, look, I could, I could hang on to that, or I could hang on to that, or, or you're like, look at that van, it's got a ladder on it. He could pretty much. Just... Yeah, he's cool now. So throughout this movie, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could hang on to this Porsche, you know, on roller skates. Uh, on roller skates. Because I've thought of that. No, I had a skateboard too. I did too. Mine didn't work right. Anyway, but there's no way you could hold on to a skateboard for that guy was going like 90 miles an hour during the scene at the end he was going he was in a corvette you know the 80s car of choice yeah that guy was cool and then christian slater did the whole move of letting go of the portion going underneath a you know a truck that was nuts to the the pizza delivery truck that was like the five and the furious fast five whatever <laughs> the five and the furious fast five <laughs> Oh, man. That's what that was like. Ugh. But, spoiler alert. What? The best part of the whole movie is the fact that, you know, the bad guy's got his gun. 
He's like on the other side of the freeway. Oh yeah. And Christian Slayer's like holding on to this car and just like hits like it wasn't even a ramp. It's like a what would you call that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> like a the anti pothole. <laughs> anti pot. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like the the guardrail almost. Yeah, but not quite. Curb. Anyway, he hit this guardrail slash curb and launched him. It's like he launched himself clean like across the tin freeway. Yeah. And you know, Four knocks the, knocks the bad guy out with a gun. It's like no amount of physics could have no. made that happen. He's just like, ah. and then he lives, and he like you know hurt his wrist, and that was it. Yeah, that was kind of amazing. And pretty much the girl has to marry him because he saved her life. I don't think that that happened. I think you just imagined that last part. <laughs> no, I'm just like that's that's what happened after the movie. Well, all right. In Gleaming the Cube too. I think it's funny that he cared more about his adopted Vietnamese brother solving his murder than his parents. His parents were like, whatever, he's dead. Let's watch home movies and still be mean to our existing kid. That's that's the other, uh, that's probably the funniest scene in the movie where <laughs> they show a home video of Christian Slater's birthday <laughs> and the dad, who's an asshole, is come like on, come tr- on, catch the frisbee. trying to make him throw a frisbee. And come on. Christian Slater's like, I hate frisbees. No, first he's like, Dad, I don't want to. And then he's just like, catch the frisbee. No, you missed it. You missed it. And I know we're supposed to get the idea that he's overbearing and, like, he sucks. But then finally Christian Slater just kind of, like, as an aside, turns around. And he's like, I hate frisbees. I don't even like So this. no wonder he hated his parents. They were, like, fris- like frisbee Nazis. Fris- frisbee abuse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. You're going to play frisbee. You're going to like it. <laughs> and then we're going to play frisbee with your adopted brother. And he's gonna like it. <laughs> he's not, he's gonna love it. Those Vietnamese are great with frisbees. Oh wow! What? Uh, nothing. So, what else did you like about Gleaming the Cube that we haven't covered? Uh, there was a whole sequence where Christian Slayer decides to break into uh, a warehouse where these, like, basically war paraphernalia is being kept to be sent to Vietnam to help some sort of guerrilla war effort. The, uh, didn't he love that the guy worked at like a Vietnamese video store, but they did the medical supplies on the side? Yeah, that was so weird. I was like, I don't understand the correlation here. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, and it was like Vietnamese against communism. Rise up! I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> what the last two words were, but it was something like that. <laughs> Who's rising up exactly? The Vietnamese against communism. Oh, okay. Well, that's a great name for them, then. <laughs> what would the acronym be to that, though? Vietnamese Against Communism. Vac. Vacru. Vacru. Leave in the Vacru cube. Right? Yeah. All right. And then we take our skateboards and we skate or die in the pool without the water. Yeah, so there was this whole sequence where Christian Slater, first of all, he doesn't trip the silent alarm that led to his brother's demise. Uh, and then he ends up, like, setting up... Uh, diversion, and he sets a fire, and there's an explosion, and he still finds what he was looking for. Like, all of this stuff is stuff that the cop character should have been doing, not... No, but in fact, the cop character got mad at him and flicked him across the air for him and was like, I knew you set the fire. Dude. See, these, it wasn't rad. these are all things I would have brought up to Stephen Bauer if I would have walked up to him and started geeking out Dude, about Gleaming the Cube. just bring them up to Stacy tomorrow when you take in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, how did you do that stunt where he launched himself off that, like, divider into the bad guy's face right when he had the gun? Dude, if any of you need to and go... And why are you fixing cars now instead of skateboarding? If any of you live in L.A. and need to get your car done, go to Affordable Care, because it's awesome. And then while you're there, ask Stacy about Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> Oh, I know you have that list of things that you want to have done on the SUV, uh-huh. but I think I might add like a number six at the bottom, and it's just going to be Gleam the Cube. <laughs> and like, I won't even, I'll be like, okay, so yeah, Chrissy's got this list of things that she wants you to do, and I'll just point to number six, and I'll like nod, and then like wink, and then I'll just leave. He'll be like, is that code? 
No, he'll know exactly what we're talking about. Like, I'll be, <laughs> be, like, walking to work, and he'll look over, and he'll be like, hey, Justin. He'll be, like, on his skateboard. <laughs> look. And he, like, he, like, flies across. I'm telling you, that's why his twin brother exists. So Charlie can stay there at the body shop or auto shop while he goes and gleams the cube. <laughs> I'll never forget the time that I called his brothers. I called his brother Stacy. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I thought he was going to gleam my cube, well, like yeah. knock my block off. He gets it all the time. I feel so badly for Charlie. Wow. Maybe so. Maybe they are twin. Like I don't know they're twins, but twins, they're brothers. Twin skateboarding stunt coordinators. That'd be amazing. I can't tell you how many times I've called it, and I always ask him, like, "Hi, is this Stacy?" He'll be like, "No, this is Charlie." But may I help you? And I'm always like. Of course you can. See, that'd be nice. I wish, uh, now I need to download the, the main song from Gleaming the Cube now. Is it, I forgot how it goes. Is it like, Gleaming the Cube. Cube. Something like that. Gleaming. That's what you, when you want. When you want to glean the cube, you gotta have some music to do it by, so. There's also in this movie uh, a very footloose Eskian scene. Eskian. Right after his, his he finds his brothers died, he's like, I've got to go skateboard it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought of that, too. It's funny that you brought that up because I totally forgot about that scene until just now. I guess, you know, you turn to what you really love when you're upset or sad. I did that. I would go dance it out. Like, you know, go find the dance room, just go crazy. So I get it. Yeah. You skated it out. What'd you do? I made like little like ramps with, with bricks and a board, <laughs> and then I crashed into my lawnmower that's in the garage. But that was like when you were six. What did you do when you were like fourteen? When and I was, life didn't go well. When I was nine, when I after I watched Cleaning the Cube, I went to like a abandoned warehouse and just like popped little tiny wheelies, which is pretty much all I could do on my skateboard. I was like skater da. Nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh well. All right, so final grades. Final, what is your final grade for going to Q? B plus. Wow, okay. I liked it a lot. I mean, it's campy. It's, it's no Titanic, but so it's campy and I like so it. So you would recommend this to your friends? Yeah, if they're in the mood to drink a couple of beers and have fun watching Christian Slater be a really young version of himself. Did yeah. you like this better than Heather's? No. Okay. I liked Heather's more, but I liked this just behind it. You know, you know what next we have to do is we have to go to like the places where they filmed gleaming the cube, so we can see where the the cube was actually gleamed. Is this going to be like the time you you made me drive you to Reseda so you could take a picture of the kid's house from Karate Kid? Dude, anybody who's anybody who loved Karate Kid wants <laughs> to see those apartments. Really? Yes, those apartments are legendary. Legend, wait for it, unless you're lactose intolerant or vegan. Dairy. So, yeah, that was that was an awesome experience. What was your grade? For what? Gleaming the Cube. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, it's hard to like uh, grade these movies because they're all wrapped up in nostalgic experiences involved with each in terms right of, so you can't be objective it's hard to be objective yeah so we need to come up with all right pick a favorite activity that you enjoy right now these, are, these are two of my favorites no wait <laughs> no no pick pick an activity just like in your daily life that you do that you really enjoy like right now in now that you're 31 like what do you really enjoy like sliding with my stomach down railings no you don't do that on a daily basis like what what's what's a hobby for you what do you really like um i really like to dance okay so dancing is is the that's by the way totally not true <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and, I'm gonna, i like playing video games okay so video games i like watching movies all right no let's do, do video games that's a good one actually i like walking at the park so we have to come up with a verb uh-huh it's like Mad Libs. This is really too complicated. Verb the noun. And it has to be like for video games. Verb the noun? Yeah. What the heck are you talking about? Or a noun has to be a shape. Pick a shape. What the fuck? Just do it. Pick a shape. I don't like this game. <laughs> Just do it. I'm getting hazed. No, you're not. It's like I'm getting hazed in like a geometry class. Pick a shape. <laughs> Verb the noun. Make it a shape. <laughs> 
cube. You know what? It makes sense. See? Do do a shape. Pick a shape. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm video gaming the octagon. Of <laughs> <laughs> your face. No, no, but it has to be like something cooler than video gaming. It has to be like um <laughs> RPGing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm discovering my wee-wee like the kid in The Shining. <laughs> no. We're not going back to that, oh my god. That's what Gleaming the Cube really is. <laughs> and on that note... Gleaming the Cube. Oh, geez, Louise. If you'd like to send Justin your love or hate mail, you can find him on Twitter at Justin Winters. Or uh, if you would like to help me come up with my mad limbs. <laughs> Understand. Verbing the noun, but with a shape. <laughs> I was going somewhere with it. But you usurped my whole thing. Are you talking about, like, sashaying the triangle or something? <laughs> yes! That's exactly what I was talking about. I'm sashaying the triangle. Right? And that's what I guess for video games, that's what you do. You sashay the triangle. Really? Apparently. That doesn't make sense that's, either. That's your Mad Lib. Oh. Anyway, you can come up with some with me at Chris Winters with the K. That's a really confusing Mad Lib. <laughs> hey, I asked you. What's your shape verbing noun? What's my hobby? Why am I discover like what is your hobby? I actually do like to dance, so... Whatever. I don't want to know it anymore. Um, moving the trapezoid. No. That's not as fun as sashaying the triangle. Chausseying. You're just copying me. No, chausse is a, not a sachet. They're two different things. It's very close. It's like, it's like, uh, Stacy and his brother. <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. Stacy, look at number six. <laughs> wink, wink. I love that the whole time you said that you were pointing at your crotch, by the way. You were like, Stacy, look at number six. Yes. That's what I'm going to be saying. <laughs> Otherwise known as your penis. Gleaming the cube of my penis. <laughs> He's discovering himself, you guys. Number six. All right. Well, it's been fun. Thanks for listening. Yes. Thanks for listening. Enjoy sashaying the trapezoid triangle if you haven't experienced rad or gleaming the cube they're on youtube and um or you just download the tort and but whatever you do don't get rid of your vhs if you have it don't dude, get rid of it dude are you hiding it no. someone stole it <laughs> yeah somebody came in to our apartment and stole rad dude it's expensive maybe the like the guy that fixed our whatever they fixed does maybe, he speak English? Maybe they stole... Ra what? I don't... Yes. <laughs> See? Oh, my God. I'm seriously... It's It was stolen, and okay. I want to find right, it. fine. Then we're going to... I want... <laughs> we need to investigate this. Say goodnight, Gracie. What? We need to go find Rad. It's like worth over 50 bucks on eBay. Well, well let's... It go. hasn't come on DVD yet. Well, let's get... You, you can't even it. get it on Netflix. I know. I know. You're very distraught. Let's go find it. Okay. Okay.